0: Sign up today at butcherbox.com etm. Hey, I'm Shauna Compton-Game. This is Millennial Money. And today we're calling all of the new parents out there and prospective new parents as we talk about saving for your child's college fund with Abby from College Backer. Millennial Money with Shauna Compton-Games. It will expand your brain. All right, Abby, I am so excited to have you on the podcast. Uh, not only have you created kind of an awesome product that I think is going to really help a lot of millennial New parents, but you're also a young entrepreneur yourself, which is uh, definitely something I, I, my own heartstrings sings to. You. So, I was wondering if you could just give a, everyone a little bit of background on who you are and kind of how you started your company, College Backer.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And thank you so much for having me on the show today. You know, definitely really excited to talk about College Backer and hopefully help a bunch of uh, your audience save smarter for college. Um, so, my story is that I, you know, grew up in the Midwest, uh, had an initial love of personal finance for whatever reason, um, but also always dreamed of having my own tech startup. Um, so I would say that over time, I slowly but surely made my way over to Silicon Valley. In fact, you know, when I went to college, I uh, initially I went to USC for my undergrad, and I initially chose it because I thought, oh well, you know, I think it would be really cool it would be really cool to work in startups. Um, you know, I know the West Coast is really in- innovative. I know USC is in LA and I'm sure that that's got to be close to Silicon Valley. It's pretty much the same thing, right? <laughs> pretty um, much, so, right? Pretty much the same thing. That was my assumption. <laughs> so I went to USC, I realized that in fact LA is quite a long ways from Silicon Valley. <laughs> um, but I had a great time and um learned a lot about business as well as um as well as about technology and and learned about startups, went the corporate route for a while, um, but ultimately realized that, you know, tech startups had always been my dream and uh, eventually gathered the courage to do it with my now co-founder, who uh, had the brilliant idea for College Backer and and wanted to be able to help friends and family save for college. Uh, So we've been working on it uh, ever since. That's awesome. So before we, we get into kind of the
0: nitty gritty of College Backer, I'd love to hear, you know, I think oftentimes, especially, you know, young entrepreneurs, when, when they hear these stories that, that we share about our own entrepreneurial journey, you know, we make the leap from we were working at a company and then we started, you know, a tech startup. And a lot of times people are like, well, what was in the middle there? Um, <laughs> So c- could you walk through a little, dis- you know, like what was anything that jumps out in your head, the process like of actually, you know, launching a tech to startup?
1: Yeah, um, I think that's a great point. There's definitely a lot of stuff that happened in between. <laughs> um, so I think for me and for my co-founder, both of us, uh, both of us, really tr- learned uh through other experiences before jumping in um to college backer specifically and so for for me personally I spent time in the financial services industry I spent time um as a management consultant learning about marketing and strategy and uh a lot of other operational aspects of business um and It was only, I think, because I had that experience, I also spent a lot of time working in education specifically. So, you know, I worked with school districts and philanthropists and foundations. And through having all of those experiences, I learned a lot about what I was excited about and where I felt that I could make an impact. And so uh, when I met my now co-founder and he, you know, had his own origin story and had Uh, his own path to this idea, I was able to immediately recognize that, wow, this is a really exciting opportunity to do something that I think is really important for the world. (laughs) Um, And I have something unique to bring to the table that is going to, you know, make our small team more successful. And so I think it was, you know, some people I think can, you know, just pop out and start their own company. Um, but for me, it was really important to learn about the industry, especially in an industry like financial services, where there is a lot of regulation, for example, and you do need to have some expertise. You know, you can't just, uh, you can't just spin up a, a product or company out of nowhere. Um, that was really important for us to, to, you know, dot all of our I's and cross all of our T's before launching this company.
0: Yeah, and I think that's really good advice too. That, y- you know, it's like getting a little bit of knowledge in kind of each of those areas before you launch or even while you're launching, you know, there's, there's so many different elements, I think of running a business that most people don't even think about. And, you know, it really isn't until you're starting your own thing and you have to bootstrap and you have to make whatever money you've got work and you've got to figure out personally how to make your money work. Um, you know, and all of those things, while you're kind of like exploding your brain, trying to learn everything, it's challenging, you know, and I think you would, you would probably agree that it's no wonder that a lot of the entrepreneurial
1: businesses don't succeed. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know, there's nothing that's going to prepare you perfectly for it, I I think, but anything that you can do to give yourself a little bit of of an advantage is going to help, right? So certainly when we started this company, we didn't know everything that we would Need to know, um, but the past experiences that we did have really helped us along that journey. And then it was all about being voracious in learning all the stuff that we didn't know. You know, there's, um, as I mentioned, a lot right. of regulatory concerns in this industry. There, there were a lot of different, you know, edge cases that we needed to think about that we wouldn't have known from the outside, and only, um, only were able to work through once we were really going at it. Um, but having a little bit of experience in advance um and perhaps a little bit of the naivete to jump in um is, is really you know what kind of gave us a good push to start.
0: Yeah, I love that. So uh how did you guys come up with the idea for College Backer? Did it take a couple different iterations or were you always focused on helping save for college?
1: Yeah, so I think um, the initial idea really came out of a desire to be able to help our friends and family save for college, and so um, there definitely was a lot of refinement around that idea and, you know, taking a couple of different insights uh, as we were developing the idea, but at the core, you know, what really happened was that my co-founder Jordan was looking around and realizing that a lot of his peers were starting to have children, um, and these were, you know, smart, savvy folks who had good jobs, who had gone to good schools, all of that, done everything right, essentially. Um, But when, when we talked about how to save for college, you know, some people would even know the right tools to save for college. uh, But ultimately, they would say, oh, well, you know, I haven't really started yet. It's kind of confusing. It's really time consuming. Um, I'm, I'm just really busy right now. I'll do it later. Um, And we would just think, well, uh, we would love to be able to help you with it. You know, we want to be able to give you a kickstart and just say, Hey, here's, you know, a hundred bucks and I've already set up the right account for you. And, you know, we wish little Johnny, uh, the best, (laughs) best along his way. Right. Um, but there was no easy way to do that. And, you know, in this in a world where we now have apps for everything and even a lot of financial tools, you know, have been simplified and we have mint.com and all these other tools to just make our financial lives easier. Um, there wasn't really anything for saving for college. Um, it was, it's still this very archaic industry where, you know, it's like they were just introduced to the internet (laughs) in some cases. Um, and so we just really wanted to make it easy and friendly and fun instead of this really daunting, stressful, um, and time consuming task.
0: Yeah, definitely. So if you're a new parent or a parent to be that are, that are listening to this podcast, explain a little bit about, you know, how they can utilize college backer and, and your information to help them get on this, this right path.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, as I mentioned, College Backer is all about making it super easy to save for college with help from family and friends. And so because it was born out of this idea of sending and receiving gifts, um, we are the easiest way to send and receive gifts uh, directly into a college fund. And so you can go to collegebacker.com, you set up your account, we give you a personal link that would be you know, collegebacker.com slash Abby or whatever your child's name is. Um, and then you can share that link with family and friends during birthday parties uh, or Christmas, or you send that to the grandparents and they can make direct contributions into it. Um, so from that perspective, it's just super simple and easy. Um, but on the back end, there's some really powerful stuff happening too. So we are set up as an SEC registered investment advisor. Um, we, make a recommendation for you about how to best save for college. So we've done all the research, we look at all the different types of financial accounts um, and we help you choose the right tool. And, and we can definitely go into that as well. Um, we recommend saving with yeah, a 529. Awesome. Yeah, Um, So we recommend saving with a 529 college savings plan, and if that sounds entirely foreign to you, you're not alone. (laughs) So uh, about 70% of parents have no idea what this is, even though it is the best way to save for college um, for most families. And a 529 essentially acts like a retirement account, but for college. So um, you put in post-tax money, and then the money grows over time in an an investment account, and the, the growth is tax-free and the withdrawals are tax-free. So in a lot of ways, it functions like a Roth IRA. Um, and you can spend it on almost any uh, college or university. So it's any higher education institution that qualifies for federal financial student aid. And it covers way more than just tuition as well. You can spend that money on, of course, tuition and fees, but also room and board, also books, also a computer. Um, so it's a really, really flexible um Way to save for college, and the tax benefits on it are really powerful as well. Um, But the reality is that most parents don't know about it, and and the ones who do uh, can't be bothered to do all of this really tough research. And so, a lot of times, parents are just saving in a regular checking or savings account. And when the cost of college is set to double again in the next ten years, uh, you know, a couple fractions of a percent of growth on your savings account isn't really helping you. And a five twenty nine is really the way to um, to accelerate.
0: J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash E-T-M. Go to com slash E-T-M and use code E-T-M for 20% off. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited and it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and T-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Yeah, absolutely. So with your um with your company, are you able to um you know, do you help select the different, you know, asset allocation or investment model that that they will actually be investing in in that 529? Yes,
1: that's exactly right. So um the world of college savings is uh, insanely Confusing because there are all kinds of different investment vehicles out there. And so, not only do we help you with the portfolio selection, as you mentioned, you know, making sure that you have the right asset allocation based on the age of your child and the risk that you want to be taking, we also help you choose, you know, the right 529 plan. So, um, a lot of people don't know this, but 529s are provided on a state by state basis, um, but financial advisors can also provide them. So for most people you have over a hundred different options of which 529 plan to choose and we help you Which is too many options. Absolutely. (laughs) For most people, right? (laughs) Absolutely. When it's above like three or four, it's like I'm just not gonna do anything. Exactly. Exactly. So we just make it super simple. We we crank all the data for you. We did all the research. We look at your profile, so we look at, you know, what state you live in and and how old your child is and so on. And we just make that recommendation for you.
0: Yeah, that's perfect. So what if I'm, you know, a young family and I have, you know, two children kind of back to back? would I potentially set
1: up, you know, a separate account for, for the second child? Yes, exactly. So you can go ahead and you go ahead and set up one account for each child. So each account is going to have an account owner, which is usually you, the parent. And then there's also going to be a beneficiary who would normally be the child. Um, The good thing is that you don't have to stress too much about how much you're putting in one account versus the other, because you are allowed to transfer funds between, uh, from one child to another. So say the oldest, this child and turns out that you had some extra money saved that that child didn't need, you can go ahead and transfer that to the younger child. Um, but in general, we would recommend um, doing one account for each child so that, you know, the asset allocation is done according to the age of that child.
0: Yeah. And I love that. That's what I love about five twenty nine plans too, is that, you know, you have that ability to transfer if, you know, there's one child that gets to 18 and is like, I'm not going to college, you know, then you, you haven't necessarily put, you know, a a nice sum of money in one of these accounts only to feel like, oh, well, you know, that child's not going to college. If you have other children, or if even you go back and get a master's degree or whatever it may be, you know, those funds can be
1: utilized. Exactly. Yeah. There are a lot of different options.
0: So tell us a little bit about, cause everyone always wants to know like, okay, what does this cost? So if, if somebody, you know, wants to utilize your service and I, I know there's a lot of confusion out there about saving for, for child's education, especially those who are just having kids.
1: I hear this all the time. Uh, you know, tell us a little bit about how, kind of how your fee structure works. Yeah, absolutely. And this is something that we've actually thought long and hard about. So we're definitely proud of where we landed. Um, and, uh, the way that we thought about this was we looked at the industry and looked at financial services in general and saw that the fee structures that exist in financial services are oftentimes part of the reason that things are broken. And so, for example, you take a look at a bank that um, that charges overdraft fees. So inadvertently, when you overdraft, the bank is kind of happy, right? Um, and on the flip side, right. there The typical financial advisor fee structure is that they would charge uh, an asset under management fee, which is basically a percentage of the amount that of the total assets that you're holding with them. And the unintended consequence there is that those financial advisors then are incentivized to just go after really wealthy clients, right? Because wealthy clients are gonna have a lot of assets and they're gonna be able to charge higher fees. Um, so when we looked at how to structure our business, we wanted to make sure that we were not incentivizing ourselves to cheer for bad behavior. Um, and we wanted to make sure that we were building something for every family instead of just you know the more Affluent families. And so we decided to create a pay what you can fee structure where you can actually set your own fee, anything from zero to $10 a month, based on um, your means and how you feel like you're going to be using College Backer. So, aside from that, you know, we aren't going to uh, charge you any secret hidden fees. The fees are you have a monthly fee that you can opt into, zero to $10 a month as a parent uh when somebody sends you a gift they also have a small administration fee that is voluntary so they can choose whether to pay it or not there're also credit and debit card processing fees if somebody you know wants to use a credit or debit card to send a gift and then aside from that that's the only or those are the only sources of income that we have from, you know, you, the consumer. There is also a fee that the 529 plan is going to charge, but we don't take any commission on that. So you can rest assured that our recommendation is going to be purely based on what we think is best for you. So we really work hard to go and find, you know, the right 529 that is going to be charging as low of fees as possible.
0: Right, because even just like in your 401k, you know, fees matter even when you're trying to save for college. You know, if you're paying exorbitant fees, and likely most people don't even know the fees that they're being charged in 529 plans or in their 401ks or their different mutual funds, and that can have a big impact on, on the future. And it really could have a big impact on being able to fund whatever goal you have in mind for college. So I love that there's that transparency element there that, you know, allows the the consumer to be able to figure out exactly
1: what Absolutely. they're paying. Absolutely, And if you compare, you know, the fees on the plans that we recommend versus a typical advisor sold plan, uh, the typical advisor sold plan is going to be five or six times more on average than what our, you know, recommended 529 plan would typically charge. And why is that? Why are, why are you finding that? You know, it's because um, the typical financial advisor sold plan, they're asking you to pay for active management, they're asking you to pay for somebody to, you know, constantly be moving your money around and and paying attention to a couple of different things, whereas we really believe that minimizing fees um, and having the right asset allocation for your child is is going to provide, you know, the best outcomes for you. Right.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That makes, that makes total sense. Um, so we kind of glossed over this. We talked a little bit about this, but I think it's important, you know, with, with the holiday season coming up and you mentioned birthdays and things like that, you know, what are your kind of your recommendations to, you know, people who have grandparents who maybe want to give gifts um, and, and kind of advising them like, hey, maybe you can make a gift towards this, especially when the child's young, rather than, you know, going out and buying whatever is the hot toy
1: this year. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So the stats are a little bit crazy on this one. The average American child during the holiday season is going to receive more than $600 uh, worth of gifts over you know, the next month or wow. two. Um, and meanwhile, uh, for most parents, one of their top three financial concerns is saving for college. And so to us, this seems a little bit backwards, right? We're spending hundreds of dollars on Clothes that the kids are going to outgrow in a year, or toys that are going to, you know, be forgotten within a month or a week. Uh, so we really believe that the gift of college savings is, you know, going to be something that is a lot more meaningful um, and is actually going to grow in value over time, as opposed to, you know, these toys and gifts that ultimately are going to be forgotten or passed along or or whatnot. Um, so.
0: Yeah. I mean, even if you cut that in half, you know, you're, you're still getting
1: toys and then some savings Absolutely. for college. <laughs> um, so our recommendation is that, you know, as I mentioned, we'll set you up with a custom college backer link like collegebacker.com slash Abby or whatever your child's name is. Um, and that just makes it really, really easy to share. Um, so say you have a birthday party coming up, you put it on the event invitation that, and say something like, hey, you know, if you'd like to give a gift, we're saving for so-and-so's college and we've made it really easy to contribute here. Um, or at Christmas or holidays, if you send out holiday cards, you know, this might be a good place for you to send that, to share that link as well. And for the grandparents, you know, just sending it in a quick email or a text message or a Facebook message, whatever channel it is that your friends and family use, um, that can be a really appreciated way to um give somebody, you know, an idea for, for a gift so that they don't have to go and visit the toy store and stand in the aisle and stare at all these like very bizarre toys or whatnot and and force them to make a choice to spend money on something that they don't really want either. Um, so we just think that this can simplify the entire process. It's something that everybody will, you know, understand and, and feel is meaningful. And it's true that maybe the, your child will not be quite as excited about unwrapping that gift, <laughs> but they will definitely be thanking you, you know, 20 years down the line. And you know, Yeah. When they don't have student loan exactly, payments. <laughs> exactly. You know, um, we were talking earlier about uh, being a, a young entrepreneur and everything. And I will say that I would not feel as comfortable making, you know, the entrepreneurial leap uh, as I do if I had a ton of student loans that I still needed to pay back, you know. And I, when I look at my peers um, who do have massive amounts of student debt, I know that that's something that really limits their options. And you know, I was very fortunate to uh, have some scholarships and to have my parents save in a five twenty nine plan, um, but that's not true for everyone, and um, it just means that and and having that savings just means that you have so many more options when you graduate.
0: Right, and we think college is expensive now, you know, if you if you have a newborn or one or two year old, you know, what it's going to cost when that child reaches 18 is just, I mean, I think it's just, it's just mind blowing. You know, we can't even fathom. And unless something comes along to change that, you know, in a dramatic fashion um, and whether that will happen is anybody's
1: guess. (laughs) I mean, we're, we're all hoping over here at college backer too. um, But in the meantime, we definitely advocate being prepared. And, you know, on collegebacker.com, we have some really cool calculators too, that can show you for your, child, you know, depending on how old they are, depending on what kind of school uh, you would like to send them to in-state, out-of-state, so on, how much do you think that, um, or do we think that college is going to cost for that, you know, in the future? And it can be a bit of a scary number, but, you know, knowledge is power, and planning ahead for it means that, If you do do the right things, you do take advantage of the right tools, you do use, you know, the birthday party or Christmas or whatever as an occasion to save for college, these can be achievable goals, you know, in combination with financial aid and scholarships and other things like that.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Well, Abby, tell everyone where they can uh, find out about College Backer. And I believe you might have a, a bonus offer for our listeners yeah, too, right? Yeah, absolutely.
1: So for any listener who goes to collegebacker.com slash millennial money, uh, we would love to fund your account with an initial $25 um, to match your initial contribution. So just go to collegebacker.com slash millennial money, sign up there. And once you create a $25 contribution, we'll match it with another 25 Five as a thank you and a, uh, a bonus to get started. So I know
0: you have a ton of other goals that you're trying to save for. You may still be trying to pay off your student loans, save for your own retirement. Maybe you're you're trying to buy a house. You know, whatever it may be. There's a lot of financial things definitely that are pulling at you. Uh, but places like College Backer, I think, really help demystify how to save for your child's college education, and it's at least worth checking it out, getting a little education, and finding out what your options are, and then finding out what you can actually start saving now. Because remember, with anything, the earlier you start saving, the more time you have for that money to grow by the time your child actually gets to 18, 19, 17, whatever that magical age is. And they will actually go to college and need those funds. So as always, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Shauna Game. And if you love this podcast, do me a favor, share it with your friends, shout it out, and head on over to the link in the show notes to iTunes and leave us a review.